Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Hello and welcome to the HP Podcast, your weekly video game podcast about video games from people who like video games to people who like video games from handsomefandom.com. I'm Ben and with me here today is Dave Musty Butt Landon. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't... He, it was off the cuff. Yeah, it was... Well, you had a off the cuff one before we started recording, Brandon. It's the best one I've heard in a long time. He said, I, "It's it's deep fried Dave." So deep fried Dave. He spoke into the mic a little bit too close, yeah. and it just it, it was perfect. The deep fried Dave. Yeah, it was raspy and crackly, and it sounded yeah. like you know the the back kitchen at a at a McDonald's. So deep fried Dave. There you go. Yeah, I like that. I have a different one. Um, something uh, actually, what it was going to be was Dave. The person our mutual friend Dustin hates with a passion, Landon. But the moment passed and I forgot. It's too mouthy. Yeah, it's, it's, too, yeah. it's definitely too yeah. mouthy. There's like this ongoing thing that Dustin, uh, Dave always says Dustin hates him, uh, and and in fairness, Dustin does hate him. But damn, yeah, I think it's the other way around. It's kind of like a cat and mouse type situation. Um, it's it the soul of it is a deep love, I think. Um, but. Don't tell Dave. We're I think it's just racism, which is weird. It's like a deep-seated <laughs> Canadian thing, but like his favorite artist is Carly Rae Jepsen. His favorite TV show is Letter Kenny. Um, his favorite actor is Ryan Reynolds. So I, I think he's the I one don't think who that needs. Last one's true. Oh, it's true. Trust me. He okay. told me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe there's something something else going on here. But I love you, Dustin. I really you, do. you two should meet in international waters and figure it out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lake Erie? <laughs> is that an international waters? Also with me is Brandon, the retro Vans shirt wearing Duncan. Bando Calrissian. Um, I just, guys, you can't make up your own nicknames. I, I, I have to come up with, listen, I have to come up with a new fucking nickname every time we record this show for you guys. <laughs> and it's just impossible. That's okay. We how about, uh, how about bend over Brandon because that has like Ben in it too, which is kind of cool. So bend over yeah. Brandon. Yeah, well, I refrain from using bend over because my name was Ben, and you know I went to high school. It so. traumatizes you a little. Yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. Naturally, it's, it's funny because like I was not a kid who got picked on in high school, mm-hmm. but there were still people who would say that kind of stuff, and I Absolutely. was like, you know, I will destroy you. <laughs> but it's like it didn't bother me. But I was like, that's first of all, it's not funny. <laughs> It's like not even clever. Right. But what's up? I don't know why your shirt drew my attention. Is it a retro shirt or is it new? Because it looks like an older van shirt. No, no, no. The 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 printing on it is just cracking. Okay. Um, I think it's made to look that way. Gotcha. I, I bought it new, but the cracking is recent. In fact, the shirt is not that old to be cracking. Um, so I'm a little bit disappointed, but it does look vintage. So I appreciate that about it. Yeah. Um, but I'm doing well tonight. Had some from the box general sews for dinner. I'm feeling good. Lots to talk about this week. 
I had a good gaming week. I'm excited nice. to talk about it later. Yeah. Um, this lull has really provided me with a space to try many things, and premium has been a big part of that. Uh, PlayStation yeah. Premium. Yeah. Um, so yeah, dude, I'm doing good. Nice. Doing well, good. we'll we'll definitely get to the games we've been playing. Uh, and I have kind of similar stories about that. Where yeah, about the lull right now. Yeah. Which I'm totally okay with. Yeah, we're I feeling it. Yeah, feeling it. So. Speaking of Phil, he's dead still. Oh, uh, so guy. yeah. Maybe one day. Let's start off with one of Brandon's favorite topics, and that is mobile games and Nintendo. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> you know, just just starting it out of the gate with a banger here. Get it out of the way. We've got uh, an article that comes from gamesindustry.biz. says, Nintendo removing Mario Kart Tour loot boxes in October. So that's the actual headline. But here's the part that I thought was, well, I'll just read some of this. Says, quote, the mobile spinoff of the best-selling racing series currently allows players to spend virtual currency on firing pipes to yield randomized rewards, including new characters and carts. Nintendo does disclose the odds of winning the items available through the pipe, with some characters known to be as low as 0.04%. Some characters and carts are also only available for a limited time. Uh, so they talk about some updates they're adding. They talk about loot boxes getting removed, all that kind of stuff. Here's the thing I find the most interesting. Sensor Tower tells GamesIndustry.biz that since its launch in 2019, Mario Kart Tour has generated an estimated $293 million for Nintendo. It's worth noting this is not all from loot box purchases. As Sensor Tower tells us, the figure includes monthly subscriptions to the $5 Gold Pass. Sorry, $4.99 Gold Pass. Mario Kart Tour is the platform holder's second biggest mobile game, although it is quite some distance between behind the one billion dollar made by one billion dollars made by Fire Emblem Heroes. Uh, Fire Emblem does do the gotcha stuff with randomized records, and then Pocket Camp has generated uh, from Animal Crossing has generated two hundred eighty-seven point six million dollars. So. We're Mobile in, games, yeah, huh? yeah. We're in for a grim future, I think. <laughs> I, I genuinely, you know, and I've said this when we talked about Diablo Immortal. Yeah. We are in for a grim future, and I'm and I'm serious because whenever money like this is thrown around, it speaks. Yeah, doesn't matter what the consumer said. I mean, it does, right? But money is king. Obviously, yeah. that's how a business runs. They have duties to their shareholders. Sure, I understand all of this, but. And me saying this on this podcast is not going to change anything about anything. For God knows it didn't last time. <laughs> but I really do see a future um, where mobile games are continuing to be more and more of a thing. Yeah. And I see a future where non-mobile games are going to start to be more like mobile games. And yes. I, I, I really, really just genuinely am concerned um, you know, we've been struggling with things like loot boxes as gamers for years and years and years now. There's been many controversies. Developers had learned. Um, I think we're going to start to see some more stuff like this in uh, mobile gaming as well. Um, well yeah, yeah. You know, I think we're going to start to see the limits pushed of what they're going to be willing to scam you out of. And I think that we are going to see a lot more games that are intended for mobile that will get bastardized and released as full games. So, yeah. Um, I really don't see that out of our future. And as someone who loves games and you can say a mobile game is a game because it's a game, right? As much as Pong is a game. Sure. Um, but it's so different. Right. <laughs> and if you play mobile games and normal, you know, console and PC games, you know, the differences. Um, so 
I know the lines can be blurred, and I'm not saying that companies can't do good by mobile gaming. Sure. But I think, yeah, man, when it comes to money, these companies, like I said, it talks, it talks, Dave, thoughts on mobile, thoughts on this. I mean, Nintendo was already raking in the cash, but on mobile, I wouldn't have guessed this. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a Mario title, and I do kind of wonder where um, this sort of stands in line with you know other Mario titles that have been out there for two or three years. But in any case, like this this whole mobile madness stuff has come up a lot in the past couple of weeks on our show, and I know a day is going to come at some time in the future when I'm going to be like, you know what. I don't think I'm that into gaming anymore. And it's not going to be a time when gaming kind of looks like it does now traditionally where, you know, I have a console, I've got a couple consoles. um, I can buy something digitally. I can play something for like 20 to 40 hours and have a great time with it. But I'm just, I'm fearing the day where like one of my beloved franchises that's been dormant for so many years finally makes a comeback, but it's on mobile. And I'm like, I, I can't. I yeah. just can't. And, and to each their own. I mean, uh, you know, the numbers don't lie. Like, there's millions of people out there who who all they do is mobile gaming, and I'm personally just not one of them. So, you know, once if this starts to eclipse what we see as traditional gaming, that's going to be a problem for me. I think it'll be a long time before that happens. But sure, yeah. Dave, yeah. Dave let me bounce this off you. Assassin's Creed's now been dormant for ten years. Assassin's <laughs> Creed news comes out. Ezio uh, Temple Run is essentially what it is. What's your first move? I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm. I, I know it's not going to be there, but I'll I'll line up at GameStop at midnight, and they'll be like, "What the hell are you doing here?" And I'm like, "I want my mobile game." And they'll be just download it, you freaking boomer. And, then, um, and they'll be like, "Sorry, we only sell merch now." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, only, we only sell Funko Pops. Get out of here. Um, this is yeah. a special Ezio doll from the mobile Temple Run game. But I mean, uh, every, everybody's seeing like Ubisoft and and all an extra, the you have to pay an extra five dollars to unlock his left arm, right? Yeah, and I, you're joking, but I mean, it it's everybody's seeing the these this money that's coming out on these free to play games and and thinking, you know, we can unlock a whole new segment of gamers who don't want to buy a console for six hundred bucks. They've already got phones, so it's a scary prospect for yeah, me. Don't but, you guys have a phone? Yeah, yeah. I just I don't want to play video games on it. That's, it's, it's bad. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm gonna say it again. Maybe not five years. Maybe not ten years. I think that we're gonna see a huge landscape change. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's because phones are gonna get better. And I don't think it's because mobile games are gonna get better. Right. Um. I think we're just gonna see a very big shift. And we've been seeing it in live action ever since free to play kicked off. It kind of uh, catalyst everything that's coming now. So I am not someone who wants to play games on my phone typically i mean you know sometimes you're on the toilet you need something to do sure but uh the uh i i much prefer like the xbox game pass cloud gaming on mobile right or like if you could play your playstation remotely on mobile or whatever i'd much prefer that to be booming than for this to be booming one more thing i don't want to belabor this too long i regret back in the day before like when I was in college and I was in class and I was always trying to find something to do because I wasn't paying attention in class because I didn't need to because my one professor was a complete and total joke. I would like try to find games on my iPhone and I'd look and the game would be like $4.99. I'd be like, hell no, I'm not paying for that. Yeah. And now I'm like, shit. 
if, maybe now, if I had made a couple extra purchases. Now you want to pay for the game because if not, it's going to be laden with ads. Well, and that's why know, so. even though I don't subscribe to it, I, I got like the free year or something with a, with my plan or something. But Arcade. Apple Arcade yeah. is so is actually really good because if you're somebody who there's a cat on Dave's screen. Kitty. Sorry, we were about to have really bad technical difficulties. He was under the desk and like trying to rip out the power cables. So oh, nice. the, only, done, the, the only recourse is to give him attention. So just, yeah, just that's fine. ignore him right now. <laughs> I'm sorry we're talking about mobile games. I didn't really mean to, you know, get them all worked up. <laughs> so Apple Arcade, like for the year I had it, I, I did try a few different things. And I was like, I forgot what it was like to play on your game on your phone without getting interrupted in between everything you do yeah. with ads and stuff. Yeah. So... Dude. That is actually a good model, but it's funny that it came from Apple, who was also the one who created mobile gaming real, right. in reality. Right. So, yeah. And it's so funny how it went, because even beloved games, you know, Temple Run, I mentioned, Fruit Ninja, uh, Happy Wings, things like this that at one point Flappy were... Wings. Fla- Flappy Wings? Flappy Bird. Well, well, it's Happy Wings. Happy Wings is a different game. It, okay. was, an, it was an early iPod touch type okay. game. Yeah. Very popular. Um, but no, what I'm saying, it's not Happy Bird. Different. It's different. Flap, yeah, yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is that even the beloved games, which at one point were full entire games, they're now bastardized. Right. Bastardized. I, I mean, Plants versus Zombies. We talk. Yeah, yeah. You can't just buy it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're just covering recovering ground here, but the Nvidia GeForce RTX 4080 Founder Edition graphics card has leaked. And uh, it looks nice. It's got a dual slot. It's got a thicker design, which is not thicker. great for people with uh, mini cases. It was already if, huge. Dude, yeah, the 3080 is big. Absolutely. Uh, so basically, it says, quote, this is from WCCF, WCCF Tech. The alleged NVIDIA GeForce RTX 4080 Founders Edition graphics card was wrapped in plastic, so it's kind of hard to make up the details, but we compared it to the cooler. We compared the cooler to the GeForce RTX 3080 FE, then we could definitely see a big change. While the overall shroud is very much similar to the existing RTX 30 series Founders Edition, the RTX 4080 itself seems to have received a bigger cooler this time that's comparable. So that's nice because they get very, very hot. Um, apparently, it's supposed to be dual slots. Uh, let's see. It's got seven blades instead of nine blades on the 3080 and 3090. Uh has a different logo, all that kind of stuff. I can't imagine how much power this thing's going to put out because the 3080, 3090, 3070, 3060, the 3000 series is already a complete beast. Uh, I have a 3060 Ti, which is basically like a 3070 that didn't quite hit the mark on the, the chipset, but it's already insane yeah. with my computer now, and on 1440. So Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't this rumored back before the four series got delayed did it not yeah i mean we we always knew there was going to be a new series right but obviously yeah. there's going to be another one but if correct me if i'm wrong i'm pretty sure were they like hey there's too many unsold three series out in the wild we can't compete with ourselves here is that i don't think they're unsold back when they i thought they were closer to releasing the four series and oh, then they I, I think it's that not enough people had had time to buy them Oh, okay. Because gotcha. they were all getting gobbled up by the crypto market. Gotcha. Okay. And, you know, the ship, chip shortages and everything Right, else. right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's cool. I, ben, you kind of said something that intrigues me is that, like, sure, there is always room for overhead. Yeah. There is something you could do on your PC that will utilize every bit of it, right? right. But for the day-to-day, 
at what point anything past a 3080 that's coming out tomorrow or the next day or at the end of this year or at the beginning of next year that's going to be insane dude if you don't know 3080 and enough ram enough ram in the video card and the right processor there's nothing your your computer can't run at insane speeds and graphics and everything else with that said that's today's games True. They build games to, to spec where they are. True. But Dave, are you getting a, a, a 4080 for your uh, laptop? No, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I get three of them and chuck them all in there. Um, I'm going to put one on my car and see how fast it goes. Sure. It's no, I'm one of the guys where I hear this news and I'm like, okay, maybe the older models will be a little bit more accessible to me now. So um, right. this is welcome news to me. I'm already starting to hear that in some of the, you know, community groups and stuff I'm in. So um yeah, I it's it'll be cool to see how big this thing actually gets because yeah. these these are chonky boys, that's for sure. But, Speaking uh, of which, I need to sell my twenty seventy. I still have it. I don't know why. I've had a thirty sixty Ti for over a year. I think Dave looks intrigued. <laughs> Dave looks intrigued. Here's the problem: uh, uh, is it overclocked? We can talk. No, no it's not no. overclocked. The problem for a long time was like I didn't want to sell it to a friend because it was going for like three times what I bought it for on eBay. And I haven't looked in six months because I've just been lazy and it's in a drawer and I forgot it. They're down. Are they're, I'm sure they're, they're down. down. Yeah. So now I'd, I'd sell it for market, you yeah. know, probably a little better for market value for a friend. But at the time I was like, I don't want to sell it to anybody I know because I'm literally going to be charging three <laughs> times. <laughs> insane amount. Like, yeah. I, I can't justify selling something for less than people will pay for it. Yeah. Over retail. Yeah. Well, that, so, that's nice of you. You've got a big heart, Ben. You've that's got right. A big heart. So instead it just sat in my drawer and lost value. That's how these things go. Yeah. Moving on, the PlayStation Plus monthly games and the game catalog lineup for September has been revealed. This is via the PlayStation blog. And uh, Need for Speed Heat is coming next month. No, sorry, soon. It's already out. Yeah, I was going to say it's going to be out any day now. I think it's out today. Um, Let me just say one thing about that. The best one in recent history. Yeah. Easily. That one specifically, of all of the ones, and I and I played the ones past it and a little bit before, that's one of the better ones. So check it out if you like Need for Speed. And it's interesting, this, the PlayStation blog actually says, available September 6th until October 3rd. And I think that's for this whole lineup. Now, I don't know that that necessarily means it's going to go away on October 3rd, but it's probably giving them an out in case it does. Right. That's the PlayStation Plus oh, no, lineup. This is essential. This is essential. Right. That's so, what it is. so that's like the first tier. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. So Need for Speed Heat. See, they got all these tiers, and I can't even keep track uh, yeah. of which one I have. Yeah. Need for Speed Heat, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, and Tom. Do any of those three appeal to you guys? Brandon's already said about Need for Speed Heat. Dave, any of those three of interest to you? Need for Speed would be the only one. And Brandon, I don't know if you've played it lately, but like now that we've all played Forza Horizon, how do you feel a game like that holds up to a Forza Horizon? It's definitely older at this point. Um, I'm assuming it still runs at a very, very clean 30 frames per second. Um, So as long as that doesn't bother you, uh, the customization in this game is actually really top tier. Like some of the better I've seen in a need for speed as far as like street tuning goes. Um, So if you're interested in that sect of cars, that's what I like. I like like tuners and streetcar stuff like that um so it was absolutely perfect for me um you could do like camber and everything in this one um it definitely is going to feel old at this point i'm telling you that um but if you can make it past uh the frames per second i think you'll probably be probably be fine coming to premium and extra 
available September 20th, so not the same day as the other ones. Deathloop. Nice. Uh, which is coming up on its one-year anniversary of coming out, so that probably means some sort of exclusivity is going away. So now that Microsoft owns them, who knows? But anyway, uh, we'll talk about that in a bit more. Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, Watch Dogs 2, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, Spirit Fair Farewell Edition, which also just came off of Game Pass, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Shikari, A Colorful Tale, Monster Energy Supercross, um, that's the one. The official video game five. Alex Kidd and Miracle World DX, which I believe is a remake or a remaster. Rabbids Invasion, the interactive TV show. Jesus Rayman Christ. Legends, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. No, complete edition. Let's go. And then the classics that are. Oh wait. Well, first we'll discuss those. Any of those sound interesting to you guys? Going to check any of those out that you haven't played before? Of I can't. Uh, so of the latest three Assassin's Creed games, if you haven't played any and you have this tier of PlayStation Plus, whatever the fuck it's called, uh, Origins is the best in my opinion. And Watch Dogs 2 is hands down the best Watch Dogs game came out. I know that came out. I know that's not saying much, but uh, I right. will I will give uh, props to those two games. So. Nice. I second Dave. I played like 30 hours of Origin. It was one of the more engaging ones I've played recently. So. Yeah. You gonna recommend Deathloop, Brandon? I will recommend Deathloop to anyone that's interested. Yeah. Um, the journey of Deathloop is much more interesting than the end. You will feel unsatisfied by the end. Yeah. Um, but if you like Dishonored and you thought, hmm, what if I had a gun all the time? <laughs> um, then do it because the style of that game is top tier. Don't get me wrong; the art direction is perfect. Right. Um, but the bones of the game, when it comes down to what you're doing the whole time. Falls a little bit short. Gameplay is pretty tight. Give it a go. I mean, honestly, if you have the the tier it's in, I would recommend it for anybody who likes arcane games, period. Um, just uh, uh, don't be disappointed. I told you so. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a it's a pretty easy plat, too. So coming to the classics collection for PlayStation Plus Premium, we've got the Sly collection for PS3. That's that's uh, Dude, Sly Cooper, that's, Sly 2, Sly 3. That's actually awesome because yeah. that is a complete, complete blind spot for me. So yeah. even if I pop in to try it for like a little bit and I don't really fuck with it, I just want to look at it. So the whole collection is perfect. I have the opportunity to maybe do the uh, whole series in one sitting again. We'll see how it goes. I uh, recently popped that on the Vita. Oh, did you? And was playing it and it was I, was, I only got part of the way through the first one, but I was like, okay, I get it. Right. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> right. Uh, also coming, though, is Sly Cooper Thieves in Time for PS3. Cool. I don't remember if this is before, after, or in the middle of the other three. But either way, it's also coming. Uh, Bentley's Hack Pack, which I don't remember this at all. Oh, wait. It says, featuring three of the retro-inspired arcade minigames from Sly Cooper Thieves in Time. Okay. A spinoff. So, yeah, kind of. Of sorts. Toy Story 3, the PSP version. Maddie's favorite game of all time. Indeed. Not for PSP, though. Kingdom of Paradise for PSP. So PSP getting some love this month. PSP's getting a couple this of months. Still, Bring, no, no PS1 dude, or PS2 games on here. Chains though. of Olympus. Yeah. Make it happen. That'd be cool. I'm missing out on a couple. Make it happen. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep moving along. Uh, this is old. It came out, I think, the same day our show released last week. But uh, I feel like, you know, in our ramblings, we got to cover it. 
Netty's Games and Quantic Dream are joining forces. And by joining forces, I mean Netty's has purchased Quantic Dream. <laughs> uh, this comes from quanticdream.com specifically. And I don't think any numbers were released or anything, but essentially they said to continue to evolve and dream big as we embark on our next 25 years, we're delighted to announce that we will be joining Netty's Games, which is becoming a 100% shareholder of Quantic Dream, which, first of all, I understand why they phrase it that way, but they could have just said Netty's bought us and paid us a lot of money. Right. We will retain our independence in terms of our editorial line, the artistic direction of our projects, and the management of our studio. Our teams who are fully involved in this operation and who benefit directly financially are, of course, fully preserved and will continue to grow and strengthen. Dave, what do you make of Nettie's gobbling up Quantic Dream, who used to be, I mean, as close as you could get to being a first-party Sony studio without being a first-party Sony studio? Of all the acquisitions we've seen... Um... This is the kind of acquisition that would concern me the most mm -hmm. just because um, we've seen how far Quantic Dreams sort of creative works is, have taken them and how much they've they've kind of done their own thing. And I don't know that any of their games have been like massive hits uh, like like they're big hits. But I mean, I don't know how 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 big of you know money makers they they have been for them so it does concern me a little bit when there's an ownership change like that um for a company that is so creatively driven um that I, you know it, it, i'm not super worried but it's it's it i raise a bit of an eyebrow to that one so we'll certainly have to see where they go from here obviously yeah. it'll take some time for anything to materialize but yeah it's not sure about that one myself Brandon, they're working on a Star Wars game right now, mm -hmm. and the last game they put out was that was it Detroit? Yes. So it's a long time to go. It is a long time to go, and I will agree with Dave. I'm a little concerned by this purchase, mostly because obviously we have amazing games from Quantic Dream, ones that I don't have personal experience with, but are very beloved. You know, you have you, the Heavy Rains, you played, you played Detroit, Beyond Two Souls, stuff mm -hmm. like that, but. What I'm going to is more recently, their most recent work that we can go off of was amazing. Yeah, I, I'm not saying it, it was a hidden gem. A lot of people obviously know about it. It's on PlayStation Plus. I think it might even be on the Essentials collection that you can get, just get with PlayStation. Any PS5. PlayStation 5, if you have PS Plus, you can right. get it. Yeah. Right. So it's definitely in the hands of the consumer. And I will say that game was amazing yeah. like like through and through i thought the talent of that studio shine through in that game and so that's like the most recent piece that i have to go off of and just even if i put it in a bubble even that yeah. by itself concerns me that they're getting purchased by from the looks of their catalog a mostly mobile gaming company that easy absolutely i've looked at their <laughs> I, I literally just pulled it out because i'm like oh shit what what all have they made Mobile game after mobile game after, and here we are again. Well, they're so yeah, they're you know, they're a Chinese entity as well. Even better, um, but what I'm saying is that I really genuinely hope this talented and bright studio does not in any way get their creativity smashed because um, I would love to have seen more of Detroit. Yeah. Um, Two times over, I feel like if I would have got another Detroit game that was similar, even looked similar and played similar, but was new stories, you know, kind of did the whole, um, 
what the fuck is that? Like the Corey type situation. It gives you some of those vibes mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Um, I could see it happening, but we've got nothing since. And I get when you work on Star Wars, you take your time and make it good. At least most people do. Um, but I don't know, man. This this does actually concern me a little bit. It's a it's a weird purchase. So You're, yeah, I mean the, the Star Wars thing is weird, but you do get the sense that they're a studio, and they've never really been like a sequel studio. But no. you just get the sense no. that they just want to go and do their own thing. So yeah, can they do that anymore? Time will tell. But yeah, I guess I guess we'll see. They probably really needed the money, if I had to guess. But yeah, uh, this is really funny. Just real quick, uh, if you just look up Wikipedia, if you look up on uh, Netties on Wikipedia. It goes through and it says, you know, they they do all this stuff and they do that stuff and they have here's their history and all that. And at the very end, it's just one sentence that says the company also owns several pig farms. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Just scratch everything from the record I just said. Yeah, I think they're in good hands. (laughs) That's all. (laughs) A narrative driven pig farm mysteries thriller. I would play it. Android. Android pig farm. Uh (laughs) Dave, this one's mostly for you, I think. Maybe Brandon's interested too, but uh, this comes from truetrophies.com. It says the Callisto protocol will get full year of support update. Now, okay, this headline is confusing because I read four years of support earlier. Uh, yeah, okay. With Gamescom busy and loud as ever, the interview quote with CTO Mark James from Striking Distance regarding four years of support was mistranscribed. He stated a full year of support. So this is, okay, I didn't fully read that update. I don't know when they updated it, but that's not as interesting as I thought. But so anyway, Dave, sorry, uh, you're only getting a, a one year of support for the Callisto Protocol. I, Damn it. Damn I was going to say, I guess that's all we can hope for nowadays. It's <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm excited for the Callisto Protocol now. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about at it. At first, was a little bit soft on it. But it looks cool. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so that's not as big of a story as I thought it was. Sorry. Uh, let's move on over to um, cyberpunk.net, guys. Oh, my. We're, we're revisiting it. They had a big... Uh, yellow card? Things. Oh. The thing today. Oh, no, yellow know. card. No, that's just for bad news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it says the Edge Runners update, patch 1.6, is live on all platforms. It brings various gameplay fixes and improvements, free DLCs, as well as content inspired by Cyberpunk Edge Runners. The anime will premiere on Netflix on September 13th. And then they list a whole bunch of new stuff that they're going to be putting in the game. It's nice to see they're still working on it. The thing I was most interested in, though, I'm trying to find it here. I had it bookmarked and I lost it. Um, basically, the the DLC that's coming out now is the last DLC that will support will be supported for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. So everything moving forward will be current gen. That's the part I actually wanted to talk about because I don't really think I want to talk about a new patch for no. uh, Cyberpunk. But right. uh, Dave, how do you feel? Are you have you jumped into Cyberpunk? Are you going to jump into Cyberpunk at some point? And when? I saw the Phantom Liberty. Um... Tra- that's the DLC trailer yeah. today, and I had heard about it yesterday that something was coming, and I suddenly was like, I still haven't played this game. Yeah. Um, the next gen update came out back in February. Uh, I slept on it then, and I think I'm ready to play Cyberpunk now. I think I think the dust has settled. I think the shit has all been shoveled away. I think nobly ending last gen support and yes i'm calling it last gen not current gen last gen support is the, is, the, is the right move now it's it's really the right move i think anybody who you know 
still is in last gen is is probably not trusting enough of of what that product is to even think about it even if they were to say oh it's working great now all that kind of stuff um so i almost bought this game the other day i didn't but uh i'm gonna be keeping an eye on it because i think i'm ready for cyberpunk and we didn't get much from the phantom liberty trailer just that uh johnny silverhand and um keanu reeves are going to be back uh, which is interesting because I didn't think they had any money left for that. But yeah. um, I got yeah, money, dude. <laughs> apparently, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it's 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 looking cool, and I've I've been watching some people play it on Twitch, and and I don't know if either of you, Ben. I know you spent quite a bit of time with it around launch. I don't know if either of you have gone back and played it, you know, the next gen update or anything yeah. like that. But is it I- is it time to forgive CD Projekt Red? I don't know about quite a bit of time. I think I played it on PC for about six hours and then thought, no, I just, I can't. And that was like the release night because it was a game I was hyped for for years. And then I was like, I can't play it before it's fixed. Right. And then I've been waiting and waiting. And then Best Buy at one point had like the Steelbook edition for $10. So I bought it knowing that the PS5 update was going to come out. And that is sitting unwrapped uh, under my entertainment center, or sorry, wrapped still under my entertainment center. But I keep thinking every time something comes up about it, I'm like, is it time to pop it in? And the thing I can't decide is, do I want to play it on PS5 or do I want to play it on PC? I think PC is where I want to play it. But yes, I'm also ben, like, Ben, yeah, I know. Yes. But I'm also like, but I have it for PS4. It'd be so easy just to play it there. Yeah. Or PS5, I guess. Dave, it's time. I played it when the PS5 version came out. Um, I made the mistake of starting it mere weeks, um, restarting my playthrough mere weeks before Elden Ring came out. Um, so that kind of just completely, completely threw me for a loop. I think if I would have start, started it like a month ago, we're talking about this lull we talked about. It's actually kind of perfect for right now. Um, it's so deep and um, rich at points that I don't even know that you'd be able to finish it by the time completely Ragnarok came out unless you tunneled the main quests. Um, but it's time. On console, it's time. Um, I could tell you that for sure. And that was even at the beginning of the year that yeah. I was doing this. Um, and I was enjoying what I've been seeing. And there's been multiple, multiple patches since. Um, so... Uh, paired with the good news of last gen getting the fucking boot um that's and after this current dlc by the way the news either way yeah um but i would say it's definitely time if you have interest it is a good time um it's running properly on uh next uh current gen systems now so better uh, best time as ever really um but yeah I'd, I'd give it a go dave it's fun it is fun and you'll know within the first like 15 to 20 hours whether you like it or not probably only 15 to 20 hours dave no i mean like genuinely I know, I know, I know. if you want to give it a good shake yeah. and, and and you don't enjoy the first 10 10 to 20 hours don't even bother because that's the whole game it really is the whole game there's a little bit of nuance to it and the rpg mechanics are pretty deep but if the base game isn't pulling you in within that time frame i'd say it wouldn't be worth it for you so that's fair that's fair all right, we got a couple more things. Well, quite a few more things. A lot of them are just little stories. I'll just briefly mention. Um, and then a couple bigger ones. Uh, Hitman. Oh, sorry. Project 007, which, you know, IO, the Hitman people, <laughs> are ma- is making, uh, is still up to potentially three years away 
Yikes. So I wouldn't expect it in three years. I would expect it in four, but that's either a, way. That's a long time away. That's a long time. Yeah. But I'm excited for that one because I love 007 and I love IO. So. Well, you'd think they, they started almost immediately after three. So they're going to be working on that for... Yeah. That came four, out... Four years? Over four? a year and a half ago. I yeah, think. yeah. Four or five years they'll be working on that. Right. Um. Let's see... If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Here's a big one Sony and Tencent are buying 30 or they did this came out again the day we were after we released the show last week tony and cent tencent will buy 30 percent of shares from <laughs> tony tony and tencent tony? i can't read what am i having a stroke right now anthony tencent anthony tencent tony sony 30- sony and tencent have purchased 30 percent shares in from software and will expand into new game expand ip in new games and more um so I don't know that from software needed any money, but they got it now. Yeah. Uh, so basically Sony bought like 14 and some percent and Tencent bought like 14 and some percent. I'm surprised no one has just straight up outright bought them. And I'm really surprised Bandai Namco with all the money, you know, they've made off of them. Dude hasn't just put in some sort of option. He, he, here's the problem though. After the year they had, that evaluation went up by oh yeah millions and and it was already big yeah don't get me wrong from has a good catalog but after this year i'm not surprised somebody didn't outright buy them because i'm sure the price tag fucking tr- <laughs> doubled yeah so um a quick story bioshock 4 is reportedly set in antarctica and will be much bigger than previous games it's also supposed to be uh maybe a little more open world, I guess you could say, even than the previous ones. I've also heard some rumors, though these are not confirmed by anyone. I've just you know, heard mumblings that it's potentially going to be a live service game, which I am hoping to God that that is not true. Dude, imagine this, though. If this this month's Battle Pass has the plasmid on it. Yeah. <laughs> the Battle Pass, you can't get the plasmid. So we got to get to level 100 to get the fucking the Octo Fist. <laughs> Um, at the end of the battle pass, I don't this is so that it, that the the person that I heard this from didn't say it'd be like that kind of model, more like <laughs> almost like the division life still, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is so cool though because I remember um, I don't know if it was a year ago or something. We were the three of us were talking about where we think the next Bioshock could be, and we just I don't think any of us had like great ideas but th- antarctica like i get it, it's like a snow desert but this could be so cool this really yeah. could be so cool i don't it even know be. why i like it but it just it's it's such a bioshock sort of setting that yeah, yeah i would love to see something i i hope it's true i really do because that's, that's a cool cool setting yeah 
I have the opposite reaction. Um, there also is like leaked screenshots of logos and shit. Who knows if they're true because it's a leak. Um, but I have the opposite idea. I'm actually turned off by the idea of it being Antarctica. You know what's there? Snow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you know there'd be like underground and like cool yeah. shit and like glaciers and stuff like that. Like, I know. They make it interesting, but I, I, I just think that's such a mysterious setting. Right. You ever wanted to go to Antarctica? I have because I want to see like what, you know, the only completely uninhabited like landmass in the world is like maybe I'm weird, but I just find it interesting. I really do. It's worth noting this has been leaked and confirmed by multiple sources before. Yeah. Uh, one of them being my boss. <laughs> so this is. But it seems we have an this additional is, information. Now. Yeah. So this is looking. I mean, I don't want to say confirm, but with multiple leaks like this saying the same shit. Right. I mean, it's looking pretty leaky and those leakies. Yeah. You know how it is. It's interesting because you don't see a lot of leaks coming from 2K. Not, no, you do not. <laughs> so just shitty basketball games. Just really <laughs> shitty basketball games for sure. <laughs> Brandon, I know this one's going to set you off for sure. Oh, thank God. Halo Infinite split screen co-op has been canceled. Yikes. And the studio is focusing more on live service. This comes from GameSpot. More on live service? Okay. I, anyway, yeah. 343 Industries is no longer developing local campaign split screen co-op, a feature that was promised for years. Halo Infinite developer 343 Industries is growing and improving the game in a number of exciting ways, but unfortunately for some, the promised local couch co-op has been canceled. The studio confirmed, this was last week, that has canceled local campaign co-op for Halo Infinite because it is choosing to allocate development resources elsewhere. 343's developers will focus on Halo Infinite's live service and not on local couch co-op. Uh, they said, in order to improve and accelerate ongoing live service development and to better address player feedback and quality of life updates, we have reallocated studio resources and are no longer working on local campaign split screen co-op. Whether or not this is a temporary or permanent shift away from developing local couch co-op is unclear. Either way, it's a bummer, especially so because 343's Bonnie Ross confirmed years ago that all future Halo FPS games would offer local couch co-op after Halo 5 Guardians dropped the feature. In 2015, Xbox's Phil Spencer said Halo 5 didn't have local couch co-op in part because people generally prefer to play online instead of locally. We see the robustness of what Xbox Live is and people are playing across Xbox Live. You at your house, me at our, me at my house... We know that's the vast majority of how the co-op play, and they would have this information. But With Halo 5, the team really wanted to focus on making that experience great, both visually on the screen, what you're looking at, and all the systems in place. In 2017, Bonnie Ross said not including split screen in Halo 5 was one of the most painful learnings that Microsoft faced after taking partial ownership of the Halo brand from Bungie. She went on to promise, for any FPS going out forward, we will always have split screen in. Lies. This, I don't think, is a feature that appeals to any of the three of us. But it doesn't change the fact that they promised for years before the game came out, which, by the way, they released early after they delayed it, but they released early yeah. that it was going to have split screen co-op. And I know people anecdotally and like discords and on Twitter that have been waiting to play this like with their child or significant other until it's in split screen. Yeah. With that said, I also know people who I know don't have a friend in the world who are complaining about not having split screen co-op and I'm All like, right. whatever. But Dave, here's the interesting part. You can apparently, I haven't tried it and I don't care to, glitch the game and accidentally go into split screen co-op already. You can already do that. And it works fairly well from what I understand. So it seems like they just dropped this feature because they didn't want to keep working on it. And I understand that you have to allocate, reallocate resources sometimes. 
Um, but it seems like the feature was almost done already and they've just dropped it. But what what do you how do you feel about the uh, the debacle? There's more to talk about with 343 and Halo 2. Yeah, the, the disconnect between Phil Spencer and what Bonnie and 343 is saying is a little bit concerning because, you know, here she comes out and says not having it in Halo 5 was was evidently a big mistake in her opinion. And then you've got Phil Spencer saying people just, there's no value in it from a business perspective. It's a bad look to talk about a feature and then just not have that feature in the game. It's a really bad look to promise something and then not deliver on that promise. It's suicide to promise couch co-op to Halo fans and then not put it in the game and cancel it altogether. Like this is just the worst group of, of gamers you could probably promise this to and then yeah. just fail on why they were so adamant. It's going to be a thing and then just cancel it outright like this is, is beyond me. And, you know, it's even more eye head scratching why, you know, it, it could already be in the game and basically it's been done and there's no investment required. Maybe there's a, there's a feeling that it may actually take away from some of the live service investment that three, four, three and Microsoft already have in halo if people can come and play locally. So I don't know. It's going so well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's, they've obviously got future plans, but this is just, it's since this game launched, it's just been a downward trajectory of, of when people are talking about how more people are playing battlefield 2042 than your game. And then you come out with shit like this, you've got problems. So if you're a big Halo fan right now, I feel bad for you. Cause this is, this is not a good way to treat your fans. At this all. Brandon, before you send off, let me mention a couple other things that we can tie in here too. Uh, also, they dropped an update that not only is season three going to be delayed to next March, um, th- so that's the bad thing, but they're coming out with a, the, their biggest update ever, which probably wouldn't be that hard, in November. And they basically said that it's going to be a free update, which the game's free, so that kind of makes sense. It will include a beta for Forge, which, my God... I don't know how they didn't have Forge in the game to begin with. Yeah, but, really. Uh, the online campaign co-op and mission replay features and a 30-level battle pass that will be free with two new maps. Two new maps, by the way. This is like five maps in in a year. Yeah, whatever. And finally, match XP in, beta, in a beta. Um, people have been wanting match XP, although some other people don't, of course. That's a big debate in the community. And then... The uh, there's one new mode coming as well. Thank God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just really disappointed. Yeah. Um, was that it? That's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. So these. L- let me just go back to the split screen thing real fast because uh-huh. it's all very disappointing. Um, th- I want to say something right off the top about Halo. This is a decent game. Oh okay. yeah, Infinite's great. The multiplayer specifically is pretty solid. I mean, the moment-to-moment gameplay, everything about it actually feels really good. And I'm and I'm not going to stray away from that because I felt it when it came out and I and I feel it now. But you need more nowadays, especially with a game that you've set up in such a way that people expect things. So I want to go back to the couch co-op, though. All of that reads to me like they're not able to do it on last gen. Re- mm. Realistically, I mean, yeah. think about it. Would it be worse for them to say, hey, all these people that have bought Halo, it's really fucking old at this point and it's not doing too good. It shows up in headlines all the time that it's stinking up a storm. We're not we're only going to give Couch Co-op to half the players. Would that be a worse look than them just saying, hey, we're taking it away from everybody? Yeah, 
because that's where my mind goes instantly is last gen mm-hmm. instantly um, and part of me even wonders if the trailers that we saw way back were actually last gen trailers because we were in the weird in between the one that got all the critique yeah um, i was actually thinking about that just sitting here but n- another thing to touch on season three being delayed until march what does that mean that season two will be around for what like six or eight months or something like that i mean someone can correct me but that's insane especially after and i'm not talking about just pumping out garbage to pump out garbage don't do that obviously right but you're really just shooting yourself in the foot over and over i it's so sad because this is a different story than battlefield right battlefield was a stinker from the beginning it played bad um, there were issues with the gunplay. The vehicles were broken. Different story. But it's so funny how these two games have kind of <laughs> like mm-hmm. eclipsed each other. You know, Battlefield had this good story. I, I in fact, saw an article yesterday that says Battlefield almost feels like a full game now. You know, fucking almost an entire year after launch, which <laughs> I don't think that's good either. No. But what I'm saying is that like you have the inverse of that, which is a, a very, very strong very strong start to halo and you know maybe everyone didn't love the campaign but the buzz was there at the beginning when the battle pass was coming out people were playing it there were no there were numbers i'm gonna there right. were is, is is what i'm saying there isn't any more but i am just very concerned um with what they're doing for this and this is like this is one of microsoft staples yeah like period they're you know maybe not today it's as big of a staple as maybe Forza, which is weird to say, but you know, like Halo is the Microsoft game. When they announced the Series X, who was there? Master Chief. Right. You know what I mean? It's so the box. That's what I'm saying. So this is very concerning in all ways. There's not a lick of good news in that in what you just read, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and it's very laughable. Yeah. Um, at best. I, I just feel bad for somebody who only has that game. Yeah. Um, because, you know. It might be good for a lot of people, but it's not good for most. Well, I'm the type so. of player who I really only need, honestly, I need one good mode that I like, and even one map is fine. I mean, for God's sake, on Halo Reach, I played SWAT almost exclusively for a year. Right. Like, I'm not the person who needs like a ton of new content, but you can't deny right. that this game is suffering because of it. And yeah. the fact that Forge isn't there and people are like they created a game that's dependent upon constantly having new stuff and they dropped the feature that's been in their previous games that have that has enabled them to constantly add new stuff from the community that they didn't even have to do the work on and you know i'm not going to start a console war thing but i feel like a lot of xbox fanboys are like their golden egg is the fucking the forge mode and i'm just like you're banking on your games content being made by other people right that's your first problem yeah that that is your and i'm not saying some of the best things that I've ever played in Halo have not been Forge. Sure. I'm, I'm not saying that. Of course, yeah. But what I'm saying is that this game is in trouble and it's clearly going to continue to be in trouble until next year. We'll see what March brings. But, you know, if I held my breath now, I would die. So, <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm not doing that. Um, yeah, just really sad. R- really sad because I do think that game plays well. But Dave, you want to play Halo later? I got to plug my Xbox in to do that, but uh, yeah, I'm there. Oh, no. Dude, mine's actually unplugged too. How about that? 
Wow, you guys are yeah, big I'm, fans. I'm actually really sad. Not sad that I bought a Series X because whenever the good games start to come out, like the Bethesda games and stuff, I will enjoy it. Just swap me for my S. Dude, but this year, this year's been ass. It was you the worst get, year. You get Modern Warfare 2 day one on Game Pass, so that's it's good. I would, ra- I would rather gouge my own eyes. Is that not one of the ones that's coming day one to Game Pass? Is they it? don't own them yet. Call of Duty. This yeah. was another thing that came out this week. All Call of Duty titles are going to be uh, day one Game Pass. Once what? they own the studio. Oh, okay. So that's not effective modern. Okay. Modern. Right. Yeah. They I, don't I meant to that. bring that up before we went on the air because I wanted to clarify that. Yeah. 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 They don't own the studio yet. They said they made a statement. Phil Spencer made some kind of statement that, like, you know, once they own them, then Call of Duty will be day one, although it'll also be on PlayStation. Diablo, when it, and I think they're assuming they're going to actually own it by the time Diablo releases. Uh, Diablo 4, it'll be day one. Like they're saying all this stuff that we already know, kind of. Right. But he said that um, all the Call of Duty games would be day one on Game Pass. And like a lot of people thought that meant what Modern Warfare 2. But you that really only should... is the case if they own them. They're not going to release yeah. it on there if they don't. So you really should specify. Yeah. And this is a little sidestep just to talk about Modern Warfare for one second. I am saying on this podcast now, I'm saying Call of Duty takes a year off next year. Yeah. <laughs> They, I, pre- they, I already, they already announced that. Did they for sure? Yeah, like I didn't know that. Ago. I didn't know that. Okay. Really? Okay. We talked about it. I don't remember. All right. So I said something dumb. Uh, so then you said something dumb to make me feel better. And now Ben's got to say something dumb just ben, to even everything something. out. And we won't correct you so we can give Edwin the, the opportunity to do the correction. Um, He's blanking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, He's blanking. He's so smart. He can't even think of crack, something dumb. Crackdown 3 is probably the best game in the last decade. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. What's the next thing? All right. The next thing, and just a couple real quick. Ubisoft's having a big thing this Saturday. Obviously, we don't know what that's going to be. We know there's going to be a lot of Assassin's Creed stuff talked about there. Um, and there's a bunch of new games that Dave is going to be just in his pants over. Oh, yes. uh, that are set in the Assassin's Creed world. They also there's also a, the Ubisoft store leaked new details on the Division Heartland. It's set to be a free to play 45 player PVEVP game. Uh, we don't have more details on that yet. Obviously, there's a leak, and uh, that's I think that's it. Yeah. What did I miss, guys? I know we talked about a lot of stuff before we started. Now, briefly. you might correct me again, but I know we knew Dead Space was coming at some point, but I saw them tweet about it today. So it's Did we like, get a release date? I don't... I think we had a release date. Uh, okay. They tweeted what platforms it's coming to, yeah, which we, is... Yeah, I think we already Which knew is that. everything. Yeah. Okay. All right. We, we may not have known for sure that it wasn't coming to previous gen, but I'm pretty sure we did. Okay. Either way, no, that doesn't look like new information. Okay. Um, oh, the only other thing you sent me is that this is from Millie Amand or Millie A-M-A-N-D, on Twitter. Spider-Man 2 for PS5 is exceeding expectations for Marvel higher-ups. Fluidity and visual punch is striking, according to an employee of Marvel. Another employee thought they were watching a cutscene. Gameplay to be shown soon. Yeah. So which hopefully that we get a release window then, too. I was going to say, I've seen people double down on we're going to know more soon. Yeah. So I don't know if some of these insiders, I guess Millie is a pretty... Yeah, she's pretty reputable. Res- respectable insider. So this is good news. Yeah. I mean, after Miles, I guess I'm not surprised that it's going to continue to get better. Uh, Miles is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but this is good. I Chris Reagan has said multiple times he's banking. He's like... He, he thinks we're definitely going to see... <laughs> excuse me. Wow, I got choked up about it. Um, it's okay. Co-op. For Spider-Man Dude, 2. I don't believe that. He's I don't know sh- if I like it or not. 
I want it to happen. Trust me. Yeah. And literally since the beginning, when we got that first trailer, there were two Spider-Mans on the screen at the same time. And so you say to yourself, it would make sense. Right. And I feel like at the time we were naysaying it and I want it. But I, part of me says it's not going to happen. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think it's certainly possible, but I don't probably want to play that game co-op. Yeah. I'm with I you would there. like to be persuaded to play a co-op, though. I mean, like I've. I feel like it doesn't make sense the moment to moment that's currently set up. But if they can set up a system in such a way that it would be beneficial. I mean, imagine a giant seven story fortress, kind of like Assassin's Creed Unity. Did you ever play that co-op? No. Was actually pretty tight, to be honest with you. At times, it played pretty well. I think it would be a lot of fun. But I would want to play through the game on my own first and then play co-op. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm glad it's looking good. So yeah. I'm I'm really hoping in the coming weeks we'll actually get something new. I, I want to see more imagine, Venom. Yeah, see more Venom. I would imagine after Ragnarok, we'll probably see more of their stuff that's coming out after that. I, mean, I, I think this is a long shot, but in the same vein, I would love to see some Wolverine. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, I don't too. think we're going to see that anytime soon. But I, yeah, I think that's, that's a couple years one. out. Anything from Wolverine. Because yeah. we got next to nothing, but I'm with you, Dave. Boys. I think that's all we got to talk about. Some of it old, some of it new. It was all rapid it. fire. I'm impressed. Yeah, seriously. Well, I, I tried. I tried. We like to keep the show close. I mean, not on the dot necessarily. We like to keep it close to an hour if we can. So that's what we're doing. Dave, what have you been playing? Uh, so I have been continuing my saga into the uh, the wild, wild world of Devil May Cry. So oh, I yeah. finished the first game on my Nintendo Switch uh last week and um you know i love my nintendo switch we we all love our nintendo switches on the show and everybody in that household loves nintendo switch but uh i decided that uh i I was talking about in the discord but i wanted to get the collection but i wanted to wait for it to go on sale sure enough the entire dmc hd collection well one two and three went on sale um on the playstation network it was like 13 13 Canadian dollars. So I scooped it up. So I've now, I've now migrated to the, uh, my, my PlayStation, oh, nice. uh, which is a good choice. Cause the game looks fantastic. <laughs> uh, uh, cause I actually wasn't playing the HD before. So I'm on to uh, devil may cry two now. Um, nice. no, it's, it's oh. not. Um, so devil may cry two, uh, from what I understand is, has always been sort of the, the ugly duckling of, of the series. Um, and man, it's uh, there are some redeeming qualities. I, I'll, I'm going to start with the positives. The camera is much better, um, and I think they made this decision to go to like these. You know, the first game was just in like a castle with in like really small rooms, and it was a really cool setting. But like the camera just had a really hard time in these small little areas moving around. So in DMC two. They went to much larger areas where the camera could kind of flow and stuff. So the camera, which I had a hard time with, is much, much better. Um, I think the music is better. And the the animations on Dante are, like, noticeably smoother and cooler. And he does all this cool, like, acrobatic stuff in the air and off walls and all that stuff. So you could tell they spent a lot of time, you know, making the camera better and, and working on some of the graphical stuff. That's sort of where it ends because this game is so easy and so mindless compared to what the first game was and what I understand the rest of the series to be that I just don't understand. Like, I've heard that, like, you know, Japanese audiences 
generally like an easier experience. So perhaps there mm-hmm. was some feedback from the first game that is too tough, but they just made it like mindless. Like they're, they're, they've, they made your gun so powerful that you can literally just stand there and just shoot, 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 shoot. The AI is ridiculous. So like, even if you like things will just stand there and wait for you to attack them. There's like enemies that just sort of like fly off screen. So like your only choice is to like aim and shoot at them. So yeah, Devil May Cry 2 is, uh, I'm really looking forward to to finishing this one. I'm almost done, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it's rough. And it's just weird how they took, it must've been like, you know, the first game was so successful and they wanted to strike while the iron was hot and get the second game out. But it's, 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 it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, that sucks. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's all I've been playing this week. Damn. Brando. So I finished up a couple things last week. I mentioned Saints Row the Third. Yes. Um, I finished that. Uh, closing thoughts on Saints Row the Third. This game's always been pretty mediocre. Um, it was more of a nostalgia play for me. I did play that a lot on 360. Um, was the most... Uh, Saints I'd ever played um, uh-huh. was Saints Row the Third, so it was nice to see it shined up a little bit, um, but very repetitive overall. This game falls into the rule of cool, um, where sometimes things just have to be cool, and that's like their their biggest uh, draw to yeah. them. Uh, but it's almost to a fault at points. Um, I will say the journey was mostly generic and the writing was awful, but, <laughs> but I had fun. Yeah, I had fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's really my biggest takeaway. Um, it was just cool to play something that was mindless, but yeah, let's say mindless. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to call it something more than that. I died like three times and I literally ran through the whole fucking game. Right. Um, so it was very easy. I was even playing on normal. I wasn't playing on easy. Um, so I think they've made it in such a way that you pretty much have everything right at the beginning now, just to make it more fun to play, sure, which is good. Yeah. Um, I think more old games should do that, but pretty fun overall. I won't be dipping back into the Saints series maybe ever Yeah. Uh, at this point. Um, You're not going to play the new one? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> if I see it at five below, I'll pick it up. Just to have it. Absolutely. I've done that to a couple of different yes, games now. Thank you, Battleborn. Uh, five below, got that. Uh, the... The legendary of uh, game Battleborn. Um, I wonder what their selection is there right now. Probably a bunch of PS3 games. Yeah, it, lately it's not been even anything this gen at all. Yeah, um, which is strange. Um, but super cool. I've been playing more Minecraft, so that's really good. I won't really touch on that very much. But started up a game. I don't know if I'm going to finish it, but it's been really fun playing so far. Have you guys played Metro Exodus? No, I yeah. edited a review for it. Okay. What did you think, Dave? Quick I talk. loved it. Yeah, I played it last year. Uh, it's a very different game. It's um, slow. It's very slow. It's thoughtful. It's the tone is pretty incredible. Yeah, and a really good story too. Um, yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot. So it is very slow paced and dark. Um, so I think that that's a very drastic contrast to Saints Row, uh, Saints Row the Third. I was just playing, but um, everything feel, feels very intentional in that game. Like you have to have intention at every moment you play, um, which is definitely different than what I've been playing um, on PS5. I can't speak for the other versions, but absolutely gorgeous. Um, makes me realize what Call of Duty campaigns can be. I know it's very different, 
but I'm playing in a gun in a first person atmosphere and I'm playing through a story. So it, it, it kind of reminded me that these type of uh, situations and these type of games can be fun in yeah. first person. The guns hit hard. The atmospheres are cool. Um, and just a couple little things like wiping off your visor and stuff like that. Just like little interesting quirks throughout the game. Yeah. Um, and the monsters are really tight. So I don't um, know what um, difficulty level you, you're playing on. I'm not good enough to do this, but I have heard that that game was meant to be played on a th- a th- hard difficulty. And I'm not sure if by default when you're playing hard, it turns off like all HUD elements. So it's just like incredibly immersive. So something yeah. to maybe consider. Yeah, definitely. I um I started on normal because I thought I knew what type of game it was going to be, and I quickly turned it down to easy just oh, because nice. I don't want <laughs> I don't want any barriers. I did die a couple times. I was trying to play it like Fallout Four because you know I'm walking around oh, yeah. in a barren area. You know, it's not like that. Yeah, it's, it's not Fallout 4. It, it is not like that at all. Um, but excited to play some more. This premium has allowed me to literally just hammer down on whatever I want, and it's been so nice. Um, I think that whenever other things start to come out, I will have like next to no need for this service. But right now, anytime there's going to be something like this, I'm picking it up. Yeah. Like for a couple months. Um, so it's been really cool. I never, ever, ever would have played Saints Row the Third. And I don't think I'm much better off for having played it recently, but I'm glad I did. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like it was like 20 odd hours of just fucking around. And it was it was a lot of fun. You played to- through that pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, when I say that, like, I did a couple extra things, but I pretty much just did full story yeah. um, for that. So, um, yeah, that's it. Metro okay. Exodus. We'll see how it goes. And I'm still playing Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Um, I'm getting through that slowly. I don't know how many chapters there are. I think I'm on, like, seven or eight. So, yeah. Cool. I have been playing three games this week since we last talked. Well, more than that, but three that I'm going to talk about. Uh, the first one is Minecraft. I've been playing a lot of Minecraft still. And I said I didn't want to like just say, oh, I'm playing Minecraft, you know, because it's an 11-year-old game or whatever, 12-year-old, 13, I don't know. It's old. old as fuck, yeah. But, so I want to talk about something new I did this week in Minecraft. Uh, we decided we needed some more gold because we were building a rail 2,000 blocks away, and we needed some powered rails for it. And so we needed gold, and that just got me thinking. And so I ended up building a gold generator, essentially. What this does, I created a giant portal in the sky that you can automate and turn on and off. And it it's a nether portal and it spawns in pigmen and it drops them into a thing that automatically kills them. And then everything that drops from them goes into bins that you can then take and turn into like gold bars and stuff. Uh, so that is the newest automation thing. I'm really all about the automation stuff. I love the ex- exploration. I love mining. I love everything about Minecraft like that. But that stuff's all been talked about before. This is stuff that has also been talked about before, but I didn't know you could do it until right. now. So that's been fun, just finding new things. I built a cactus farm. Dude, props to Ben. Let me just say, we have a nice dynamic. We have a couple people on our Realm server right now, Justin, Ben, and I, mm-hmm. uh, mostly. We all have little niches, and it's been super cool watching our house kind of expand. Um, we have some automation <laughs> on one side, some farming, some rails. Um, having a long-term one game is the most rewarding way to play Minecraft. And yeah. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. Um, this is the way I prefer to play it. Uh, and it's so fruitful when you can actually spend the time and keep the progress. Right. So, Yeah, and yeah, it, it is a lot of fun. The, the one thing I forgot to mention, the... Uh, the the gold farm also 
doubles as an XP farm. I had died because I fell in the giant cavern <laughs> like an idiot. And I was back to level zero and I went and stood by it for 10 minutes and was up to uh, 40 levels Jesus. automatically, which for those who don't know, because I didn't know the higher your level, the better you can enchant things. And that's also something I didn't even know existed. So a lot of fun playing Minecraft still uh, after all these years. They just keep and they they're at, they're coming out with a new update soon. Apparently the last update added a bunch of new features that I haven't even fully discovered what they are yet because I'm 10 years behind or like five years behind. So yeah, dude. it just keeps, keeps going, man. Yeah. They recently completely changed how like entire caverns yeah. and, and minerals spawn. They're like actually making huge changes constantly. So right. people are still playing. I mean, it's one of the best selling games in the world, so yeah. they have to. Amen. Uh, I talked about Plague Tale Innocence last week. I finished it. I actually got done and realized I was like one or two trophies. I think I was two trophies away, but one was like, I had to click on something uh, two trophies away from the platinum. So I went ahead and got that. Um, I really enjoyed Plague Tale. I'm very excited for the sequel. What I will say about Innocence is that you go from the majority of the game is all the combat is pretty much stealth. You know, there's sometimes when you have to actually com uh, compete with enemies and, and fight them, you always have to kill enemies, but you usually do it through stealth and you get to like the last two hours of the game and that totally flips around. And I didn't hate it. It's just that it diminished the experience because I don't care if a game is I'm a balls to the wall kind of guy. You you tell me like there's there's uh, multiple different classes. I'm always going to pick the tank. Right. I'm always going to pick the one that runs in ahead of everybody else and soaks up the damage and, you know, tries to beat the shit out of everybody. But if you give me a game that's stealth, I expect to be playing it stealth the whole way through. <sighs> And so this one like went dramatically from one end to the other. So that's probably my biggest nitpick about it. Um, but I really liked it. And I'm I'm excited to see where it goes next. I thought the story was cool, although it wasn't wasn't anything insane, but it was I don't know. This is just a great game that I think is available on the PlayStation collection. And I think it's leaving Game Pass or already left Game Pass. So uh it's can't be very expensive if you don't have one of those things. And then the final game uh, that I have uh, that I started playing today, actually, Shadow of Mordor. Nice. I have heard about this. I think, Brandon, you have mentioned it to me multiple times. Yeah. Uh, Shadow of Mordor. I've never played it, even though I had access to it. So good. And it's funny because I booted it up and I was immediately like, oh, yeah, this is a 2014 game. <laughs> I, I get it. It looks great still and it plays well, but it's very obviously dated. Like, right. It just There's just that like, oh, wow, this was eight years ago when this came out kind of feel to it. Uh, but I'm liking it. The thing I want to talk about the most is the nemesis system. I've heard about the nemesis system. Obviously there was the big kerfuffle with them trying to, or actually copywriting it a couple years ago. Uh, so like I knew it existed, but I haven't experienced it until now. And it's just, I, this is the mechanic where I did not understand the benefit to the gameplay until now. And just the fact that like the enemies remember you and they level up, in between encounters with them if you don't kill them and they like challenge each other for placement like it's a cool system that i'm really excited to dive back into more i've only probably got like three hours into it but i'm already pretty impressed and yeah. i think i'll stick it out that it kind of started so i was like trying to think of what game because tuesdays are usually the days where i actually have time during the day to play games a lot of times i'm playing games at like 2 a.m and tuesday is the day where i have like the house is empty most of the time and uh, it's one of my lightest work days, so 
it's really easy to play a game. And I was just like, what do I play? And I finally decided to play that one. I was going to boot up like a dragon again. And I just thought I need to take a break from it because yeah. I, was, I was going hard at it. And uh, yeah, I'm really liking it. So that got me in the Lord of the Rings kick because I'm I've been a huge Lord of the Rings fan since about the fifth grade. And so then I was like, oh, there's a new Amazon show. I'll watch those episodes. Oh, yeah. Andy Serkis, the guy who was Gollum. Right. right. Uh, just um, just redid all the audiobooks. I'm going to download those and check those out. So <laughs> You're like, kick. I, I, I go through periods where I'll be so in, into Lord of the Rings. I know more lore of, that Tolkien wrote that doesn't matter than I care to. But um, so anyway, the long story short is I'm excited to play more Shadow of Mordor. I think it's going to be a fun time. We'll see. Hopefully I'm, hopefully I'm right about that. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't got copycats of the Nemesis system. Well, we can't now. Did they actually successfully? I think they successfully no shit. copyrighted or trademarked it or not trademarked it, patented it. Huh. So it is a cool system, but I don't I don't know. Should you be able to patent video game techniques? Like yeah. that's a conversation, obviously, for a different day that we could talk about for hours. But yeah, that's a fascinating that's one. It's a little sus. Yeah. What's that WB? Mm. I think so, but I couldn't. I couldn't honestly tell you. Someone should have patented the uh, the stamina bar. The stamina bar. <laughs> yeah, so that nobody else could use it. You mean exactly? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Zelda did not need a stamina bar. I play games so that I can. Well, first of all, just so I can chill. But I don't like playing games where I have to deal with things I deal with in real life. I mean, the st- like. That's, that's why, why I, I hated like... San Andreas. Dude, oh yeah, dude, I, like, I don't want to have to work yeah. out and stuff, and yeah. Animal Crossing, it's like, hey, do you want a loan? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, absolutely the fuck not. Yeah. I want to hang out and pick flowers, motherfucker. I'm not paying you back shit. <laughs> it's funny I said that I don't want to deal with things in real life. The thing I hate the most about Minecraft right now uh, is like, why do I have to eat in a game? <laughs> like, I don't want to eat, right? I have 7 billion baked potatoes in the in the drawer over there. I don't want to eat them. Right. Like, give me a break. All right. Well, that's it. That's all we've been. That's all we got. Well, yeah, guys, if you have made it this far somehow amongst the weird nicknames and the Nintendo talk, I'm sorry about that. Anything dealing with Nintendo, I'm sorry about Uh, farming for some reason. Yeah. Pig farms. Uh, We have a Patreon. Go over to patreon.com slash handsome phantom for as little as a dollar a month. You can sign up and help us support the show. Uh, that gets you ad-free early access. We also have higher tiers. You can join up if you want to, but the $1 tier is awesome. And if you're a patron or if you're not a patron, either way, come over and join the Discord and hang out. You can go over to handsomephantom.com slash Discord, be ushered into our beautiful presence, and uh, argue with Edwin. We give Edwin a lot of shit. He really doesn't do anything. He no, just... <laughs> no, no. He's a solid dude. No, so. we appreciate the interaction. We uh, We like talking to you guys. And it's nice to know, even though the numbers say people listen to the show, to hear people actually talk about things we talk about on the show. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. Thanks. I don't ever know how to end the show. Bye. (laughs) The HP Podcast is made possible by our patrons over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom. The following patrons are at the $5 or above level, and we appreciate their support. Wormhat, Toby Ryland, Charles Peterson, Edward Walton, Josh Cummings, Jared, Poot, Boots, Passive Pixels Edwin Castillo, Maurice Bays, Htrons, Brian, Nuke Dukem, and Derek O.